Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. That's right. On our way in, guys. Coming in hot. All right. Hey, so Joel is out this week. Uh, it's going to be the Chad and Bill Fanning show. And it doesn't no. get better than that. And, and that, No, it doesn't work, Bill. It just doesn't have the sound that we're looking for. Anyway, no. Bill, Bill and I are going to talk Google, AI, market shifts, pivots, and we're going to introduce you to a new segment called Firing Squad. Stay tuned. America's Job Exchange is celebrating our 10th year as an industry leader in diversity recruitment and OFCCP compliance. We've been helping our 1,000-plus customers comply with OFCCP regulations that directly support positive and effective diversity recruitment designed to attract and convert veterans, individuals with disabilities, women, and minorities, and empower employers to pursue and track active outreach with their local community-based organizations. Want to learn more? Call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www. America's job exchange.com. Very nice. Okay. So yeah, no Joel this week. He's probably, he's probably uh, having a hard morning from way too many moosehead. Uh, he's on vacation, enjoying it, which he should, uh, bringing a, a very old friend of mine, Bill Fanning, uh, on the mic this week. Uh, he is from the illustrious, uh, AJEA bill. Uh, we've got to work on some copy for some programmatic stuff. I mean, compliance kind of boring. We'll throw a little programmatic in there, maybe spice it up a little bit. Um, but, uh, what, tell the, tell the listeners who, who the hell is Bill Fanning? That's a good question. Everybody asks me this. Well, that's, that's good. And it's not on the six o'clock news. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I am someone who accidentally worked their way into the talent space and then found it really interesting for a number of reasons, both personal and professional. Um, I have a background that, you know, I started in, uh, like so many people that I know, at, at uh, ADP, right? Great, mm-hmm. great, yeah. you know, started cranking it out. One of my, I consider that my first real professional job. And that led me into, you know, HR and HEM software, and, uh, and then into an advertising agency with a little bit of exposure to, to how recruitment advertising works. And I've continued to kind of follow down that path. And it's led me to opportunities with a couple different organizations that allowed me to learn a lot about recruitment advertising, talent mm-hmm. acquisition, and the dynamics of doing that effectively. And that, to me, is where the, the real interest and in the engagement comes in. And specifically, being a veteran, looking You're at the market. old, crusty army guy, though, That's too, right. right. Yeah, salty. <laughs> um, you know, I, I started to really take an interest in how do organizations make sure that they're reaching far and wide enough to offer opportunity to all of the different communities that are out there. At the same time I started having that interest, I was approached by AJE uh, a couple times uh-huh. about coming in and, and taking on uh, this opportunity to help them grow and adopt uh, some of these thoughts 
in moving into the future. And so today, um, the GM of AGE, uh, AGE, you know, has uh, actually next Tuesday will be celebrating its 10-year anniversary as a private company nice. since it's been stepped out of the government. Uh, uh, AJB, yes, space, right? That's right. So no more AJB. We are AJE for 10 years. And, uh, and so great brand, great presence, great understanding of the market and a real solid foundation and opportunity to think about what do organizations need beyond compliance? Yeah, Because that's well, really the interesting question to me. It is. And I'm going to hammer the hell out of you about that on Firing Squad. Let's let's jump into some more general spaces like, like the market itself. Because one of the things, I mean, Joel and I were on here pounding this, uh, pounding the mic every uh, every week. And uh, so it's, you know, the two of us, we get our, our, our voices out there. We want to get a guy like you on who is definitely in the trenches as a vendor every damn day, right? So what's, the, what's going on in the market for you? What are you seeing in the market itself? Um, you know, whether it's competitors, huge changes. I mean, wh- where are the shifts? Where are the pivots? What's going on? That's a great question. Um, you know, from our standpoint, and, and I will say, I, I'm sure other people suffer this, from this when it comes to questions about the market, but because, you know, we have goals and plans and all these great stuff we're trying to do, you get a little heads down. And then every once in a while, you pick your head up and you look at the market and you and you take an assessment of what's happening and what people are doing. And to me, um, and this is just my opinion, what I see mm-hmm. happening in the market is that there's these great tools and technologies being introduced. A lot of them yeah. fall under that AI umbrella, right? I don't know what the hell that means, but that's what people are calling it because there's, <laughs> there's so many different variations of what AI can mean. But what I see happening in the market is kind of what I would liken to what Uber did, right? There's all these little tools and things out there, technologies that are out there, and I see people trying to fit them together in an optimized solution to make those tools functionally usable for a customer. Okay, yeah. Okay, so here's the question, though. Here's the question. This is the biggest issue that I have. We see so many cool tools that are out there and it's the new bright and shiny this, it's the new and bright and shiny that, but it, it is talent acquisition. Are they actually astute enough to put together p- products and processes to make that stuff flow um, where they're not just seeing the front end, right? And it's nice and pretty on the front end, but are they actually seeing the sources come through on the back end, getting the ROI and getting the easy reporting through their dashboards that every single freaking company should. This is 2017, man, right? So we see all these bells and whistles. They're everywhere. The big question is, who are you seeing out there are actually pulling these things together. And they're doing it in a very meaningful way to be able to demonstrate ROI, which is what everybody cares about. That's a great question. I think it comes, I mean, are there people out there that are from an ATS system leading some of those charges? I see some of the more uh, current ATS systems out there. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, one of the ones that I think has done a fabulous job as I've watched and known and partnered with them is iSIMS. Yeah. Right? They went from, this Friend small of the pod. Yeah. SMB ATS system to today, they're an interesting leading enterprise platform. Yeah. Um, I think that's 
you know, there was like this window that Taleo, Taleo Oracle opened up. Uh-huh. Not to place blame on somebody, but that was a predominant. <laughs> that was like ATS 1.0. It ran its life cycle. And then there was an opportunity for somebody to step in and bring a more current platform to the market. iSIMS has done that. It's got mm-hmm. its goods. It's got its bads. But I think they're an interesting vendor to me that I like to see that is really dialing in some of those uh, some of those ROI metrics and, and having all of that in an integrated dashboard from my exposure with them. And I'm sure a lot of other people are doing it. Yeah. Um, but But one of my learning lessons in that is that there's always these points of bleed that I don't see anybody coming up with a way of capturing all of, um, all of the data in an intelligent way, right? So there's there's mobile, there's different apply methodologies, there's different platforms that are displaying and communicating opportunity in the talent space out to candidates, mm-hmm. and they're coming in in so many different, uh, so all, all these newer ways that you got to start asking yourself, well, is this truly capturing accurate data or is it representative is it is it accurate enough for me to make a decision on or with that's one of my questions for for me for me and and being on the tracking side for as long as i have and i remember working with RecruitSoft very early on on source coding back in 2002 i mean it's 15 years ago man i mean it's freaking crazy working on source coding back then for me it just seems like excuses there's no way in hell that we shouldn't be able to capture sources. Uh, I mean, and, and that's the easy part, right? And none of this matters unless we can capture sources. And we can also, in some cases, because we're looking at process optimization with some of these these um, these uh, uh, different vendors that are out there, which are amazing, but show us how that's helping from an ROI standpoint, you know? That's that's the that's the big piece. Well, so let's let, let's let's move on real quick. So Sure. Take a look at some of the pivots that are happening in the market, you know, whether it's, you know, some companies are reinventing themselves like the ladders or indeed is locking down job content for Google for jobs. Career Builder just got sold. Job boards won't even call themselves job boards anymore. What are you seeing out there today that really has you, I mean, really focused in to say, hey, this pivot or this reinvention looks really cool? Well, I I mean, the one the one that looks really cool to me is Google, right? So um, that is just a 600-pound, 800-pound gorilla change, right? So think about think about the impact and the number of people that are using that technology, that platform, and driving activity, you know, in Google, doing searches. Um, doing all these right. different things, and now all of a sudden they can find their jobs there too. Okay. And one of the questions that so like you know we we work in the diversity world, so the question always comes up: Well, how do I reach a more diverse candidate population? What is the vehicle to push my opportunity out and get it in front of people that are not going to see it on Indeed and LinkedIn? And well, Google everybody uses Google. And that's amazing to me. So I'm really excited by that pivot. Dude, dude. The thing that kills me is everybody sees this as a jobs thing, right? And they're always talking about, oh, it's the jobs, it's the jobs, it's the jobs. Dude, it's not about the jobs. It's about being able to capture people in everyday life with their lifestyle. That's all there is to it. When I'm using my, my Android, I'm using my Google Home, 
I'm using just maybe my Chrome browser for God's sakes. It is a lifestyle thing. So if I'm looking for, like it was the other day, we're gonna we're gonna go out to the West Coast. I was using Chrome and I was going through uh, some different areas on the West Coast, um, top ten areas, and so on and so forth. I used Chrome the entire time to navigate to all these really cool places. It was part. It's just a part of the lifestyle of how I utilize the web to navigate myself. The same thing with jobs, man. Whether it's flight, whether it's jobs, uh, whether who knows, man. I just think this whole AI first thing that Google think Google's doing is uh, is going to really enlighten a hell of a lot of people. No, oh, I like it because you know I travel a lot. Google yeah. Flight the hotel recommendations and, and being able to book your hotel right from, like if I go in and say, I need a hotel now, in San Antonio. Do you use Google flights or is it just, is it just kind of there and it looks kind of neat right now? I, I mean, it doesn't matter from my standpoint because I use orbits cause I get orbits like stuff. Right. But, but do you use Google flights? I've used it a few times and it looks really cool, but I don't actually legitimately use it like buying flights through it. Do, do you do, do you, I, I, to be honest, I use it more for searching and okay, flight okay, and, okay. and and checking. But um, but I have u- what I what I have used it for is hotels. And so, okay, like if you go in and you say, I like right now, I hotel in San Antonio. You know, yeah. NILG is coming up. It's a show we attend, and uh, you know they they will start popping up. You know, they have the ads, kind of like just like Google Jobs, right? They have a couple yeah. of the ads pop up. Yeah. And then when you scroll down, it's right there with the map. You click on it and go into it. Right. I love that. This to me works great. And do I miss my Expedia points? Yes. But do I <laughs> do I get enough value? I mean, Expedia points are one of those things I've accrued for a couple of years. I'm still not yeah. sure what the hell I'm going to do with them. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, so so when it comes to fighting Google, this is the big question for many companies. Vendors in in many cases, are you going to fight Google and be the Indeed and stand up straight and 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 try to fight Google, or are you guys going to embrace them? And we're going to break this into two parts really quick. So the Google Jobs API is big right now. I've seen it. I was uh, last week at JobGate in New Orleans, uh, full of uh, you know vendors talking to them about it. Had had a ton of. Uh, interest. Uh, Google was actually there. Uh, T- uh, Tarquin from from Google Cloud uh, API and talked talked about uh, the Google Cloud API with uh, Career Builder, and that had a lot of the job boards, a lot of the recruiting platform companies really standing up, thinking, "Hey, this is this might be a good idea to have Google, who is a search company." Power my search on my platform. Now, Joel believes this is a, a Trojan horse and everybody should stay the hell away. Well, maybe not everybody, but most. Um, what do you think? You're, you're a, you are a vendor and you yes. do have search. What yep. are your thoughts? So today, uh, you know, we've done some work to make sure our, jo- our jobs are easily communicated out to Google and showing up in a relevant fashion and all that's good. We're looking at the Google API for the search. Yeah. Uh, definitely open to it. I uh, I am of the mindset that I'm not going to fight Google. I don't see a reason to fight it, um, mm-hmm. but I can absolutely see where different organizations would step back in and have serious concern of how what they keep proprietary and what they're going to open up to partnership with a, with Google. Because so I do if think- a company, yeah, but if a company like CareerBuilder 
is jumping in. I mean, what 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 does that sound? I mean, what what kind of signal does that send to you about Karubar? That they got sold for half price. <laughs> right. It was a group. It was a Groupon. It was, it a, was Groupon. a Groupon. They got Groupon yeah. out, and yeah. Yeah. Um, they're trying to. I have. I mean, in my experience in this industry, uh-huh. that type of radical transformation. Uh-huh. I have yet to see be successful. Well, I tell and, you, no transformation hasn't been successful either. Because I mean, what uh, Monster was worth ten billion at one time, yeah. Um, and and they didn't transition. They didn't evolve. They stayed the job board, and they got sold for you know half you know, pennies five, on the dollar, five hundred yeah, million dollars. I mean, so 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 the question is: Is this a good? I mean. If Career Builder doesn't make a move, and, and they have diversified from a software standpoint, if they don't make a move, are they dumb? And if they make a move, are they dumb? I mean, I, I'm the guy who says if they stand in one place, you're a hell of a lot easy, easier target. Do you do you not think so? Oh, I definitely look. The number one, <laughs> the number one way to get shot on today's modern battlefield: stand still. <laughs> We're talking to a sniper, by the way, guys. So yeah. So I mean that that I love people who stand still. <laughs> Um, that makes just life so much easier. But no, I think, look, Google has an opportunity, or, or I'm sorry, Career Builder has an opportunity yeah, to yeah, yeah. build brand, build presence by embracing Google. Is it the right thing for them to do? I don't know. I mean, is Google a Trojan horse? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if they continue down the path like an Indeed followed. Right, right, right. But it's, so- but it's too early to tell. Uh, you know, their mantra is do no evil. So I don't know if, I don't know. Yeah. So for me standing here right now, when I look at the market, my customers ask me to bring them more diversity in their candidates and deliver a return for compliance. Right. Google represents an awesome opportunity to make better connections with diversity communities. So, so I'm now gonna, I'm going to embrace mean- it. Well, right now, though, you're talking more of the Google for Jobs piece yeah. where you're getting your jobs into the uh, into into Google's job search engine. And here's a here's a cool piece. So, again, last week. So just about two weeks in a row, we were at JobGate last week, Joel and I. And about a week and a half ago, we were at TA Tech in Minneapolis, uh, which, again, that was just an amazing another amazing show at TA Tech. Um, but uh, the CEO from Snag a Job actually stood up and said, hey, look. You know, we've only been doing this, uh, you know, as long as Google's launched and it has been less than a week and they saw 17% increase in their traffic from Google for jobs. Yeah. And you know what that, you know what that is complete. It's a simple mathematical equation put in, I actually put in D's logo and put the do not enter symbol. (laughs) And that's it. Well, so, okay. So here's, here's what's happening. And this is, I mean, and this is the big question, right? So. Indeed used to own the organic, or they still do. It's just pushed down further. It's below the below the fold. So anybody who's listening, don't understand the organic. The search engine marketing piece, the paid for, is above the top pieces that are ads. Anything below that that's free, that's the organic, right? So Indeed did search engine optimization out the wazoo. They killed it, and they owned organic, and they got a ton of traffic through Google or organic search. Now that is pretty much pushed below the fold. I'm not going to say it's gone, but let's say, for instance, 10% of that traffic is gone. Um, how much more money is Indeed going to have to pay to 
win that traffic back from snag a job and and the AJEs and all those other companies who whose jobs are in the Google search, but yet Indeed is folding their arms. They're taking their ball and going home. And they said, we're not going to push our jobs out on Google. Yeah. And I, and I think, I don't know. I, 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 again, I don't have the data and the understanding that Indeed used to make that decision. So from where I sit, I, I don't know if it's a good decision or not. It seems a little short-sighted to me based on what I understand. Um, but I do think the impact of that is a positive lift for people like Snagajob. Because they're well, working. Yeah. 17%, dude. Yeah. I mean, we'll think about, I mean, Indeed can tout traffic, but yeah. they are not going to tout the same. They, they are a, a fraction of what Google can yeah. tout, right? Obviously. So, oh, there it is. That's the that's the bell. That means we need to move on to the next segment. Okay, boys and girls. Today we are welcoming Bill to Firing Squad. What is Firing Squad? Firing Squad is somewhat like a shark tank type of scenario where Bill had better not be standing still. That's all I have to say. <laughs> um, Bill, we're, we're going to talk today about uh, about America's job exchange. And one of the reasons why I wanted to build, bring Bill on was, first and foremost, bounty of knowledge that he has in the industry. But there are some huge changes that are happening in AJE, and I wanted to be able to put him pretty much in my crosshairs and, and have some fun with him. So that being said, um, we're going we're gonna to start this thing off um, with a question. Not an easy question either. Uh, Bill, how in the hell... Is AJE now so different than anyone else, first and foremost? And why should employers even give AJE time a day? Because they know who you are. You've been around for 10 years. What are you saying? How are you changing to actually make people stand up and want to listen? That's a great question. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a couple metrics for why. So, so there's an answer for today yes. and there's an answer for tomorrow. And I'll tell you, the answer for today is simple. Mm -hmm. 24 months, 550 customer OFCCP audits, 100% mm -hmm. pass rate. So okay, say, say that again. That's from since when? Over the last 24 months. Okay, last two years. Awesome. We've supported about 550 customer OFCCP inquiries and audits. Mm -hmm. And we have a 100% pass rate. Okay. Well, from, if you're a federal contractor, that means something, right? It and, absolutely and I, does. And, and, and I want to point out, I want to point out because when I was, I was a VP over at direct employers, that was the thing that we always pointed at, at AJE and said, yeah, go ahead and use those guys, but you're not going to pass an audit. Yeah. So in the last 24 months, you guys have, I think it's actually been longer than that, but you guys have really tightened down. How did, how, how'd you do that? We did that by really increasing our focus on making sure that people were meeting their obligations and it was easily trackable and easily deliverable back to the customer, right? So when that comes up, we have a dedicated team that's delivering a very customized audit support solution back to our customers. We don't charge for it. Yeah. And we're really making sure at the local level, people are getting awesome support from our technology 
They're getting great engagement with the CBOs and it's all trackable so they can show when those inquiries come in, absolutely, here we are, here's our data and it's over. And it's very, and, and, and customers love it. They're calling us up saying that was super simple. We love that. That's mm-hmm. what we want. Now, where we're not doing a great job and where the AJE, the future uh-huh. is going to, is, is communicating that out to the market, right? So marketing and all those things is an area that we've never been super great at and we're going to get better. So um, much like Career Builder, who has amassed a ton of technologies in their portfolio, they suck at messaging. Yeah. You guys really, you've realized that you need to get the hell out there and bang your own drum. Because I mean, if you've made this many changes um, and people don't know about it, then they're still just going to think of the AJB slash E of old, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, honestly, I came into AJE in this position thinking that, oh my God, we're going to have to burn the place down and rebuild. And very quickly (laughs) with some help of some peers, yeah. Within eight weeks, we're standing there going, oh, my God, we don't need to burn this place down. We need to climb to the rooftop and start shouting to the world, come look at this. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. Now, the but, challenge in why so, AJE is going to be great in the future is because the other thing we've seen from our customers is they uh, don't just want to be compliant. They want results. And they yeah, want to reach the diversity community. And it's hard. Because well, that's been that's been the issue, though. That's been the issue. I mean, even back in the day when we're building, you know, compliance platforms over the years, um, it, it was all about checking a damn box, right? That's all, well, look, here, let, let me state this simply. If you wanted to develop a talent acquisition model that uh-huh. absolutely guaranteed that you got minimal results, the U.S. <laughs> government hit that ball out of the park. That's done. Yeah. So what we've we've sat back and looked at it, and again, this is like the Uber type mentality. Take yeah. one of those shiny widgets and plug it into an existing model and a simple consumable customer facing system where somebody can take programmatic advertising targeting diversity sites, hundreds of diversity sites, uh-huh. and allow their jobs to be simply and intelligently distributed for the highest. Uh, engagement potential, right? So let's go to where the diversity communities are mm-hmm. rather than Indeed and LinkedIn and ZipRecruiter because they're not. Right. And let's put the jobs in front of them in an engageable way, you know, right? So I can see it. I can engage it. I can come back to your ATS system and we will dramatically lift the diversity recru- con- uh, candidate flow for an organization. We're so, never going to become your primary source of candidates. We don't want to. We're going to become yeah. an incredibly effective supplemental source of diversity candidates because we're using data, programmatic distribution, and solid tracking to show you where diversity candidates come from. And as our system runs, it will get better and smarter and more effective. So you guys found the diversity niche, the veteran niche, the, the individuals with disability niche, and you guys are just going to beat the hell out of it. Right. Because unlike Career Builder, which wants to be everything to everybody. Yeah. We want to be one thing and be really, really good at it, right? So we want tell, to, tell me, to, yeah, so, and again, this is all, over the years, we've heard this over and over and over, and a lot of times it's just been bullshit. What, if, what, what are the results that you guys are seeing from this right now? Right now, we have a 400% lift in visitors and apply returns to ATS systems from our initial six-week test of this. Is this for like all your clients or is this yeah, just like this, we a turned it on? We turned it on for our general jobs. 
Okay. We put some parameters on it, like no more than 25 jobs per customer. And because, you know, we have a lot of ebbs and flows in job volume. So we wanted to make yeah, it yeah, fair yeah. for every customer. So we put some parameters around it. We turned it on. And what we've seen is amazing results because like Google Jobs and not having Indeed there, we're putting jobs out to places where they're not one of 100,000 jobs. They're one of 1,000 jobs and they're easily found through a search engine right? by a community that is consists of veterans. Like, you know, for me, I go to a veteran site that has jobs and, you know, I want, I'm going to be more likely to engage that job than I am on LinkedIn because they recognize and they, and they value something I have. Yeah. If, if you're getting responses, right. And that's right. the big, and we are, we're getting responses now. Yeah. Okay. That that's, that's initial, there's work to be done. But, you know, if a customer today wants to be compliant and they want to dramatically boost their, their diversity candidate traffic coming back to their ATS system, we yeah. will knock that ball out of the park. Okay. Okay. And, well, and that's so, enough, right? That's, let's be really good at that. And then as we get people using it, we'll start uh-huh. taking some incremental steps to help them in some other areas. But is this going to be a premium service? Is it going to be a, a premium service? Yes. There's going to be a cost to it, but- Okay, okay. It's going to be significantly different than buying a 30-day posting on a niche job board, right? You go yeah. and buy a niche posting on a 30-day job, it's, it's 400, 300, 500 bucks for one job for 30 days. Yeah. You know, with this service, we're going to take three, 500 bucks for all your jobs for the month and drive traffic for all of them, not just one job on one site. It's right. very effective. Okay, cool. So... We're going to go ahead, take one more short break, and then I'm going to come back uh, with uh, one more or maybe two hard-ass questions for, for, for Bill. We'll be right back. Bring it on. Ever made a bad hire? Well, who hasn't? Hiring the right person can be extremely difficult and, quite frankly, can kill your business if you get it wrong. Well, now thanks to the folks at Wonderlick, there is an easy and affordable solution that can help you find the future rock stars and help you avoid the bad apples. It's called OneScore, and you can try it for free. That's right. Chad and Cheese listeners can get a free seven-day trial by visiting wonderlick.com slash cheddar. That's W-O-N-D-E-R-L-I-C dot com slash C-H-E-D-D-A-R. Use OneScore to make your hiring process smarter. Go to www.wonderlick.com slash cheddar and start your free OneScore trial now. Boom. There we go. Okay. So closing thoughts. Here's the thing. And this is what I hear from talent acquisition all the damn time. Is compliance really important right now? Because you take a look at the administration that's going on, right? Um, It's bare bones. First off, they're looking at cutting the hell out of it. Um, Is it really important? And uh, do I really need to do it? I mean, taking a look at hell, the the OFCCP might not even be around. It might be molded into the EEOC uh, here soon. And I'm a federal contractor and yeah, I get hundreds of millions of dollars from, from the government, but shit, man, they're not going to be able to, to enforce it soon. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I mean, let's, let's take a couple premises and, and, and think about it. So first of all, if the government was going to make a change, it would take 18 to 24 months for that change to take effect. Mm -hmm. My humble opinion, I could be wrong. And I'm sure somebody would say something different, but that's just my thought. Um, 
Usually, so, yes, yes. And, and, and being in the military, we know because it's a government, uh, <laughs> nothing moves fast, right? Yeah. And yeah. working with the government for years, federal and state, yeah, nothing moves fast. But still, I mean, from the standpoint of a company, you know, what is the what is the reason why they should be really concerned and focus on risk mitigation right now? Because there's no win. I mean, if you look at the market, you have Oracle being fined heavily for um, their discriminatory employment practices against Asians for overhiring. Then you turn around and you see Palantir um, going down the same path for their discriminatory practices for not hiring enough Asians. What's interesting is they're both sitting there, if you dig into it, saying, hey, we just put the job out there and that's who applied. Yeah. Right. And and the reason so EEO and OFCCP are not going away. There might be some changes, some budget considerations, but that's not going to change the laws. That's just going to change the level of digging in and how they're going to be auditing in terms of the resources that are going to be out there driving it. But the bigger thing is the if you look at what the initiative is behind that is it's fair, open hiring practices and opening to a diverse community. And this month. 175 of the largest of the CEOs, the largest employers in this country, signed an initiative, a pledge to make sure that, you know, diversity and inclusion is one of their driving forces. They put a website up. You can go look at it at CEOaction.com. Together, we'll act on diversity and inclusion. This isn't going away. It's gaining fuel and momentum beyond just being compliant. So I think from... from from your standpoint, I mean, really what you're, you're pressing is, yeah, you definitely have to check the box. There are going to be fines. Um, but it's bigger than this, man. It's about diverse outcomes. It's and I, and that's, that's, that's one of the reasons why you guys pivoted to more of a programmatic. Is that right? Or what? Exactly. Exactly. Because employers come to us and simply state they want more diversity candidates, but then they go out and do the same damn thing with their hiring practices. They use the same sites, the same practices, and nothing changes. And they don't, and, and that's not willful intent. That's just because change is hard because they don't have the data and the understanding of what to do. So we're making it simple. We're bringing that technology to them. It's not to be, replace or fight anybody out there. It's simply to help them not just check the box, but get a very strong return on diversity candidates and make it easy for them to take advantage of. Gotcha. Well, there we have it, my friend. Well, I, I want to thank Bill Fanning for stepping in for Mr. Joel Cheeseman and his moose drinking self um, and supporting the Tell Joel I didn't shave, so I'd look more like him. Yeah, no kidding, right? I appreciate it again. We appreciate support of the pod. Not to mention when I told you you're going to come on here, I'm not going to ask easy questions. Um, you're like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Let's do this. Yeah, ask um, any question you want. I really appreciate that. Everybody out there, um, have a happy 4th of July. Eat some hot dogs. Uh, do some do some sparklers. Bill, don't do anything more than a sparkler because you'll blow your, yourself up. Um, but uh, we're out of here. Have a great one. Thanks, Bill. Absolutely. Thank you. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single show. And check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit HireDaily.com. Oh, and you're welcome. Yeah, go to chadandcheese.com and subscribe. Have a good one, guys.
Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.